Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Starr, and today I will be analyzing the song Green Eyes by Eric Badu. Now, I want to take this moment to take full responsibility for the fact that I have not spoken about Eric Badu since I've started my podcast, which is a humongous slap to the face of the universe. Um, just a bit of background on my uh, relationship with the artist, uh, not personal, obviously, but uh, I've been listening to Erica Badu since I was in like elementary school. It was she was one of those artists that my mother listened to constantly. I fell in love with the Erica Badu live album, which is just a compilation of songs that she's done over the years, performed live. And they are absolutely beautiful, breathtaking. And as I got older, I started to notice her more as an individual. Um, And the things that she stood for, the things that she believes, the things that she represents for herself and her outlook on life was so inspirational to me that it was like, if I could be anybody in the world, I would want to be Erica Badu. And she's like, not only is she just this spiritually uh, awoke person, like she's spiritually in tune with herself and with the planet and with the people that she puts herself in contact with. But she is so self-aware as an individual that she doesn't let like stereotypical norms, labels, uh, people's prejudgmental views or ideas affect her as an individual. And that is beautiful. And then on top of that, she's wild. She's crazy. She's weird. People look at Erica Badu and they're just thinking, what the fuck kind of weird hippie, uh, witchy magic shit is this? But it's it's all part of her individualism. Uh, I follow her on social media. I'll see pictures that she posts of her and her children. And, you know, they're just as free-spirited as she is without being labeled as like, you know, wild or loose or fast or any type of label that um, the parent, the child of a parent who is known for being that way would have. You can tell that they have uh, high standards and they have very much respect for themselves as well as others. And they carry themselves with such, you know, confidence and pride that's not arrogant or narcissistic, but is just like, I'm free to be literally anybody that I want to. I have that freedom. I have that right. I have that privilege. I have that choice without fear of being judged or ridiculed by my family. Uh, and not to mention all of her children have different fathers, which usually when you meet a woman who has, you know, more than one child by more than one man, they're often labeled as like trashy or, you know, something like that. But nobody, and I mean nobody, looks at Erica Badu as trashy. I haven't met a single person in my life who would label Erica Badu as less than whatever she is. And that's because she carries herself with such high standards and it puts herself in such high regards without being a narcissist. Like she's not full of herself. She's not egotistical. She's not like I'm the best that there is and that ever will be. She does none of that. And people who appreciate her artistry will put her at the top of the pedestal because they know the impact that she has on her fans, on her community, on the people that she associates herself with, and people who come around her. When they leave, they like leave with a new spiritual mindset. Like she has that effect on people. And that really, really portrays through her music, 
when she's talking about corruption and spirituality and embracing yourself and being proud of who you are, it, it speaks for itself. So the fact that I have not spoken about Erica Badu since is very, very disrespectful because I absolutely adore her. I feel like I look at Erica Badu the way most people look at Beyonce or Nicki Minaj, which that is a horrible, horrible, horrible comparison. But for the fans out there of those two women, that's how they see them. And that's how I see her. So it's it's like, it's that inside joke that I make with myself that like people like to label Morgan Freeman as God. I like to label Erica Badu as the universe. She's like the creator of the universe. Like she emits such radiance everywhere she goes. Like and everything that she does is full of radiance and beauty. And I just can't get over the fact that people can't get jiggy with that shit. Like you... But that's a conversation for another day. But that's my personal, that's how I feel about it. You know, I always have to go into a bit of a tangent whenever I'm talking about my favorite artist on here because I need to emphasize the amount of love, appreciation, and respect that I have for my favorite artist when I'm speaking on them. Um, And Green Eyes, as much as I love this song, I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you and say this is my favorite song because it's not. Um, my favorite song by Erica Badu would have to be Next Lifetime. That song, and it, it, I heard it and I really understood it during a point in my life where, you know, I'm in a relationship, but I'm also like crushing on somebody else type shit. And that's dirty. And I, and I don't want to draw too much attention because that's not the song that I'm talking about today. But that is my all-time favorite song by Erica Badu. My favorite song to listen to from the live album would be Other Side of the Game. Her her voice has so much passion in it, and there's so much emotion when she sings. Either that or Stay. And Stay is originally a song by Shaka Khan, so it's not her song, but she does perform it in that album. And it's beautiful. And I mean beautiful. Like, that shit will blow your mind, take your breath away type shit. Like, it is... I can't even put a word on it that could fit it so well like it just it's indescribable but uh green eyes the reason why I want to talk about green eyes is uh I'm a huge like fan of storytelling lyricism I've I've made that very clear throughout the duration of my podcast that I adore and appreciate primarily music that tells a story and the interesting thing about green eyes is it's low-key Three songs kind of whirled into one. So it's a very, very long song. Um, The way it starts is not the way that it ends. And it's like three different perspectives or three different mindsets throughout the entire song. So, um, so for example, let's go ahead and get uh, dig into these lyrics. Um, So they have it broken down part one, part two, part three. So it is in itself, three songs, all three of the songs have different music, different melodies, different tempo. She even changes key a little bit. Um, but the first part, uh, I'm just going to read the couple of lines from the, from the chorus. My eyes are green because I eat a lot of vegetables. It don't have nothing to do with your new friend. My eyes are green because I eat a lot of vegetables. It don't got nothing to do with your new friend. I don't care. I swear. I'm too through with you. I am. You don't mean nothing to me, so go ahead and be with your friend. That's basically the first part, and the chorus repeats one more time. But um, 
So that's like the in denial phase. You know, you, you, you just got out of a really tough relationship with somebody that you probably cared a lot about. And he's moved on or she's moved on, whichever your preference is, or they've moved on, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, you see them and they got somebody new. You know what I'm saying? It, deep inside your soul and heart and body, that hurts your feelings like a lot. But you're telling yourself, I don't give a shit about that, man. Whatever. I ain't, I ain't tripping off a of so-and-so and whoever the fuck they hanging out with. I don't give a shit. You're lying to yourself. You are literally lying to yourself. You are in complete and utter denial that you don't feel some type of way seeing your ex with somebody else. It hurts you internally. And, the, and, and, the, and then the fact that you can say all of that, because... Because I feel like everybody at some point in their life has been in that position. The one that got away, you know, your high school sweetheart, your, your, your long-time relationship, whoever. You see them with somebody else. And you're trying to convince yourself that you don't care. But deep down inside of your heart and soul and system, that shit is eating out at you. It's eating away at you. And it just brings you to like... It makes you sit to your stomach almost. And I mean, I've been there. Trust me, I've been there before. And it, it sucks. You have to lie to yourself to make yourself feel better so you think, you know, you really don't give a shit. And eventually, if you keep telling yourself that, then maybe you'll start to believe it. But as the song progresses, you realize that, you know, that's not the case. So let's go into part two. And I love the way... I love the way this transition. So the first part kind of sounds like an old, like an old school. When I say old school, I'm talking about like jukebox, ragtime, radio, old school. So it's very like the audio is kind of crispy and crinkly, like an old school, like 1930s or 40s, like oldies type thing. It's really, really old sounding. Her voice is very like um, muffled but sharp, and it's got that trumpet with the cork in it sound in the background and it's a soft piano and she's singing directly into the microphone you know it sounds very very old and then when it transitions into the second part it it livens up a little bit like it, it wakes up a bit more so the piano is more clear her voice is more full and she sounds a lot less confident than she did in the first part uh so it starts off I'm insecure, but I can't help it. My, ah, shit, I'm stuttering. My mind says move on, but my heart lags behind. But I don't love you anymore. I'm so insecure. Never knew that love did this. So the first part is you're, you're in denial. You're lying to yourself about not giving a fuck about your ex moving on. The second part is like, coming to the realization that not only do you give a fuck, but you regret that the breakup even happened. Everything in your mind is telling you, get the fuck over it, move the fuck on, it's over with, there ain't nothing else that you can do. But your emotions, your feelings, your heart is like, dude, man, fuck that. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta make this work. We gotta fix this shit, like, right now. Like, so you're fighting with yourself. And... And it's making you feel some type of way. When she says, I'm insecure, but I can't help it, I'm portraying as this person with 
high self-esteem, high confidence. I'm a high quality individual with a lot to offer and I got so much to get. That's not true. That's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. I am insecure as hell. I probably have self-image issues. Uh, I have a really hard time talking to people. You know, shit like that. And I'm trying to convince myself that I don't need you to be happy, to be satisfied, to be wholesome. That's a lie. That's a fucking lie. And everything about that is not true. Like, I absolutely need some type of companionship uh, to make my life function a bit better, to make myself work properly. And it's it's not funny because we've all, I'm pretty sure, been, at least I have, shit, I've been in that position before where you're trying to tell yourself one thing, but you really don't believe that, like, it's, it's, it's literally, you're just going back and forth with yourself and you don't know, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to register, you can't make it make sense and it's all, all over the place and you're just like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm pretty sure people can relate to that and it's a, it's very beautifully put together. Um, okay. And then the second part of that verse, we're still in part two now. I can't remember the last time I felt this way about somebody. You've done something to my mind and I can't control it, but I don't love you anymore. Yes, I do. I think loving you is wrong. And it's like, it's, it's, it's damn like you, you, you're, you're involved with somebody, right? And your entire world changes from day one up until the day that you lose them. Your entire perspective on life, on love, on religion, anything, everything in your life is not the same. Everything changes. So when that person leaves, you're like, okay, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Like you're, you're lost. You're, you can't seem to figure out how to function anymore. You've done something to my mind and I can't control it. You've, you've managed to crawl into my brain, through my skull, into my cerebellum and fuck with some shit. And now I'm reacting a certain way that I can't seem to help. I can't seem to make it go away. I can't seem to change it on my own. You're the primary cause and effect of that. And, and, and I don't know what to do with myself now. Like, I'm stuck. And that is so fucked up. <laughs> so you go from being this, this high, confident, cool, calm, and collected, I don't give a fuck nonchalant attitude, even though you're clearly in denial, to realize that the only reason why you feel some type of way in the first place is because this person managed to come into your life out of nowhere, spontaneously, and completely alter your way of thinking, your way of behaving, your way of functioning. Your reality is no longer what it used to be. So now that they're not in it, you don't know what to do with yourself. And that is so fucked up. <laughs> like, that's horrible. That is, that is, that is despicable, is what it is. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, and get right to the, to the third part. Um, because this shit is, is sad. It gets, it gets, it doesn't get any better. There is no, the thing about this song is there is no happy ending. <laughs> it just keeps getting more and more and more depressing. So just do another quick recap. Part one is we broke up, you moved on, 
I'm trying to act like I don't give a shit. Part two is I'm starting to realize that I really do give a shit, but I'm understanding why the effect that you've had on my life since you've entered it is unalterable. And now that you're out of it, I don't know what to do. So this, this part three is, is sad. So it starts off, um, I'm sorry. I love you. At first it was cool. You told me you love me too. And then you lost your love. You wanted me to go away, but I can't go. See, I can't leave. It's too late. I can't leave. It's too late. Let me, I'm going to stop right there. You told me you love me too. And then you lost your love. So you came into my life unannounced, uninvited, you know, no warning, no heads up, none of that. You came into my life and changed everything. And I'm not going to say change like it's a bad thing, like you didn't improve me as an individual or you didn't approve, um, improve my life. Like my life has been better since you've been in it. I'm not going to say that you ruined my life because you didn't, but you came in, you changed me up, you made me feel so good about myself. And then one day you made the decision that you just weren't feeling me anymore. You didn't feel for me, the way that I felt for you, you fell out of love with me and you decided, you made the decision then and there that you were just going to leave me alone and you wanted me to leave you alone. But what you don't realize is that you have done so much in my life that I feel like I can't function without you. I can't leave you alone. It goes back up into the, to the second part. You know, you've done something to my mind and I can't control it. You told me you love me too. And then you're lost. And then you lost your love. You wanted me to go away, but I can't go. Why the fuck would you do that? They like, it's fucked up. This song is very fucked up. How are you going to come into my life? Fuck my shit up. I may not have been perfect. I may have had my flaws in my, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And you, you, you improved me as an individual. And you made it to where I'm dependent on you emotionally. And then you make the decision that you don't want to fuck with me like that no more. And you're just going to assume that I can just pick up pieces and get... No, that's not how the fuck that works. I can't do that. I'm sorry. And it sounds crazy. It sounds like, okay, you might have your own issues. But people who are dependent emotionally on other people have a very difficult time breaking those bonds and letting go. I know people like this. I wouldn't consider myself a person who is dependent on another emotionally, but I do, I will say from personal experience that it does help to have an emotional companion. And it doesn't have to be someone you're in a relationship with. This can be your brother, your sister, your parents, a best friend, a favorite cousin, you know, somebody who you can just go to when you're having a bad day and just let all that shit out. And then you feel better for expressing it and sharing it. Like, that's a thing. And for some people, you need that in order to be good. And if you don't have that, then you're not good at all, ever. So the nigga in this, in this scenario <laughs> came to her. Or maybe she came to him. I don't fucking know. But they met each other somehow. 
formed this relationship. They ended the relationship. And he just expected her to bounce back. Like, that's just not easy when you formed an emotional bond with somebody that you anticipated spending the rest of your life with. Like, that's fucked up. So, uh, I'm going to read a couple more lines from the lyrics. Um, She said, just make love to me. Just one more time and then you'll see. I can't believe I made a desperate plea. What's with me? That's beautiful. Now, because now you're starting to realize that, now you're starting to come to the realization, like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I here begging you to, to, to give me one more chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I breaking down, crying on my knees, crawling, groveling at your feet when you've made it extremely... And maybe I do love this song. <laughs> maybe this is one of my favorites. I can really relate to this shit. Why am I breaking down to you, begging and pleading with you to give me another opportunity to love you just so you can love me when the reality is you don't. And you probably never did. What the fuck am I, what's going on up here? You know, that's when that light bulb, that switch comes back on and you just think, bro, what the fuck am I doing? What am I, what am I resorting myself to? What have I, what have I become now? Am I just this, this desperate, pathetic woman who will do whatever it takes to get a man's approval and attention? Like, if I really resorted to that, if I'd stooped that low, that that's what I have to do now to get your attention? I have to grovel at your feet? I have to beg you? I have to plead with you? I have to persuade you? Negotiate? Like, I shouldn't have to do that. That's not, that shouldn't be necessary in order for me to receive love from somebody. Like, that shouldn't be the case. But that's exactly what the fuck I'm doing right now. Something is wrong with me. You know what? Maybe you were right. Let's 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 keep going. Uh I'm going to come down a little bit more. This is toward the end of the song. Oh my god. I need to get to my favorite part. Uh which I'm getting to. I'm getting to. So um don't you want to be strong with me? You told me we could have a family. You want to run to mama when you're down and low, but times get tough and there you go. Out the door, you want to run again. Open the arms and you'll come back in. Want to to run because you say that you were afraid. Never knew what our friendship was. Never knew how to really love. You can't be what I need you to and I don't know why I fuck with you. That is my favorite. And that's at the very end of the song. Uh, And then there's another line right before the, the way that it closes out is, I know our love will never be the same, but I can't stand these growing pains. That's how the song ends. But my favorite line is, you can't be what I need you to, and I don't know why I fuck with you. That shit right there was like, you know what, Erica, I feel that 100%. Because you have your own expectations, right? You have uh, do's and don'ts, pros and cons, yeses and no's. And things that you just expect your significant other to do, right? Uh, You have an internal list of expectations that your significant other should meet or you would like them to meet in order for the relationship to to thrive. And then I'm pretty sure they have their own list as well. And you, you basically 
try to match that up as much as possible when it comes to finding your significant other. Like you expect these things from that person and then you see if they follow through with it. If they don't, you address it and try to work at it if it's if it's worth the time and effort. And if not, you you move on to somebody who can meet your expectations. But in this scenario, you know, she's basically saying my expectations are right here and you're not even halfway close to that. Like you don't meet any of my expectations at all. So what the fuck am I wasting my time for? Like if you can't do something for me, knowing, knowing full on and well that I would do anything and everything for you. What the fuck is the point? Like, and I think this is a part of the song where you come to the realization that, yeah, you may have been head over heels, crazy in love with this person. But now that they're out of your life, you realize that they probably were never really feeling you like that. And you really just wasted your time and you're better off. So you have to, you have to really open your eyes to see the reality of the situation. The reality is this person was never really there for you like you were for them. And they ended it with you, maybe, you know, and then they moved on, expected you to do the same. You found yourself at one point begging and pleading for a second chance. And when they didn't give it to you, you had to take that step back and be like, okay, well, wait a minute. You have somebody at your feet groveling, pleading, and begging you for a second chance to prove to you that they can do and be what you want them to do and be. But you, you, you say no to that. You cut that off. You, you confess that, you know, the, the, the love is gone. The feelings aren't there anymore. And you just want to move on and you want them to do the same thing. And then you, as the individual, take a step back and just go, well, shit, maybe they're right. Maybe I do need to move on because... What kind of person would sit here and 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 tell me all of these lies just to turn around and do it all over? You know what I'm saying? So it's like I had this person at one point. They loved me. They appreciated me. They cared about me. And then one day all of that went out the fucking window and it was no longer it no longer existed. So I'm trying to convince them that maybe if I changed my ways, if I become better, that they could come back and we could try it again. But it's not going to be the same as it was before. Both of you know this. So then you take a minute and just think, okay, well, what really was the problem? And then you start thinking about all the things that you've done for them and think, okay, well, it couldn't have been me because I was doing everything that they wanted, everything that they needed, and then some. And then you start thinking about what they were doing for you, and it's like that energy was never really matched 100%. It was never all the way there. So then you start to think, okay, so what would I be gaining if this relationship continued or started over I wouldn't be gaining much of anything. I'm not losing anything. So what the fuck am I fighting for? Like, what am I doing all of this for if I'm not gaining anything? And then it, it hits you really, really hard in the face. The way reality does is like, 
you know what? Maybe I'm not the problem. And maybe I am better off. And yes, it hurts. Yes, it's hard to accept. Yes, it's it's painful. You're emotionally exhausted. You, you, you're, you're full of all of these feelings that you can't really make sense of. But at the end of the day, I'd be better off. I'd be better off if I was by myself than being with this person who offers me nothing. And... And that's, and that's green eyes by Erica Badu. Like the song is so, it speaks on so many different levels and it takes you through every single phase of your breakup. The in denial phase, the let me try to fix this phase. And then the, what the fuck was I thinking phase? And then you, you revisit it again, you know, a couple of months, maybe a year or so later. And you really like, Wow, that was pathetic of you. Like, you really think about how low you were willing to stoop for somebody who wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying, look under the bed for you. Like, you under the ground. They can't even get on the floor type shit. So, I think when people listen to this song, like, they need to keep all of that in mind and consideration because there will be points where you can be like, yeah, that was me at one point with so-and-so. But now so-and-so is out of the picture and I'm doing just fucking fine without them. And you're, you'd be better off. You'd absolutely right. You would be much better off without that person hovering over your head. Um, and it just, it just makes your life a bit more comforting. It makes you feel more in tune with yourself. You can really think about the type of person that you are versus the type of person that your ex wanted you to be. You can exceed your own expectations and find out who you are as an individual and mold that. And then the right person will be attracted to that. And then so-and-so won't even exist anymore. Um, But that was Green Eyes by Erica Badu. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song from Mama's Gun. The album is Mama's Gun. Mama's Gun also has, um, what is it called? Bag Lady and My Life. Uh, Kiss on My Neck, um, Penitentiary Philosophy. I'm trying to think. That's all I can think of right now. There's other songs on it, of course, but those are the ones that pop into my head immediately. Um, It's one of her most infamous albums. People recognize the songs on that album pretty well. Um, But yeah, that was, that's, and that's probably the longest song on that album, but the album itself is phenomenal. Uh, that song in 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 particular is very very beautiful. It was very well written, and it's very much the the story of getting over your ex and getting to know yourself more, falling back in love with you type shit. So, I feel like people who listen to it can really take you know whatever they can, whatever they need from it. Um, in addition to other songs on the album, they're all very much like self-awareness songs, you know, a lot of them are about loving yourself and just coming to the realization that you as a person can do better. Um, and this is, you know, personal relationship. It, it hits all the corners of the spectrum, basically. Um, but thank you for tuning in and listening. I appreciate the support. And until next time, I will talk to you later.